Hey, good morning all. Welcome to the Common Good Podcast. It's a uh, beautiful Thursday, 7th of uh, December. Of course, we get to talk to astrophysicist Paul Wallace often on Thursdays hey. around here. So, Hey, birder. Hey, professor. Hey, hey, hey. pastor. Hey. hey, astrophysicist. Uh, how are things? Good. We have a beautiful morning here. It's about, I was in the high 20s this morning, which is uh, pretty wow. good for here. Yeah, high twenties, like like the, yeah. like things things. For, was this was this the first frost of the year? No, we've had a couple others. Uh, we mm-hmm. a, a week or so back, we had we had a string of twenty sixes and twenty sevens for a couple few days. Okay, but it's nice and it feels good out there, and uh, it's a beautiful, clear day. Just, uh, it's gonna well, be it's perfect. It's like between the you know down here, winter weather is like between the it runs between the thirties in the morning and the fifties in the afternoon. That's that's normal for hmm. winter. Uh, hmm. So it's really not it's perfect, which to me is like the perfect weather. Well, then I'm going to coin a phrase around Minneapolis. I'm going to say we're having a Decatur winter day. So you're having a uh, similar situation. We there. are. Yeah. In fact, I picked up a, I picked up a, a rug from a rug cleaning company, like yep. a rug cleaning and repair company. Yep. Side note, didn't know there were entire companies and inside of big warehouses with very sophisticated systems on fixing, cleaning, wool rugs no i didn't either i never heard the the term the phrase uh carpet repair before yeah and these are like uh they'll do carpet but they also do like rugs you know like yeah, uh yeah. you know like you roll it up throw it in the back of your car or truck yeah, and bring yeah, it yeah. in there and then they give it back to you all rolled up and uh, like so many things in life especially conversations with astrophysicist paul wallace like of course there are places that fix and clean rugs <laughs> obviously right didn't know they they and this place i truly think is called like a1 rug repair wow that's <laughs> actually the name of it <laughs> straight out of the cartoons right like a1 like a1 bomb company or whatever, 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 whatever. Yeah, right. road runner Ac- by a bomb acme yeah yeah uh, just like that and the the fella at the at the place where i picked it up said uh yesterday um i said man it's a lovely day today this was yesterday and he said well tomorrow's even gonna be better and i'm going golfing it's going golfing on December seventh in Minnesota. Wow, that is that is a little odd. Yeah, I, w- yeah. I wish I had had the phrase. Man, I would have loved to have dropped the. Well, it's a Decatur winter phrase. It's a Decatur winter day around here. Yeah, that's it right. Well, like, you've got it now. It'll never, come in handy at some point. Twenties in the morning, fifties in the afternoon. It's like a yep. mullet, a mullet of weather. Yep. Uh, well, know. Alex is telling us 53 in Tampa Bay, partly cloudy. Jim with a beautiful 50 degrees in uh, sunny California, Ventura, California. So people, uh, people already tuning in bright and early. And his 50s apparently going to be 50s everywhere across the country. Everywhere today. Yeah. Yep. I'm in my 50s. Are you age wise? I'm in my. 50s? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm right in the middle of my 50s. Hey, today's right. podcast brought to you by the 50s. <laughs> That's right. The the number five zero. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great, perfect, perfect. Yeah. Hey, I I entitled this because I've realized that I have to title these live streams before we go live. Okay. I often don't go back and change them on in the social media streams where these are are put out or on YouTube, our favorite place. I often don't go and change the title or put a new thumbnail up or something. Occasionally mm-hmm. that happens, so it usually just stays. So people click on it, us knowing in a title of introduction and assuming something. And very often the guest on with me doesn't know what it is. 
<laughs> and I wasn't trying to keep it from anyone. I just didn't really think about right. it until right. just the other day right. with uh, with uh, political political Rob Ryersey. But today's uh, the, the headline is something uh, along the lines of uh, politics might be bad in America, but this in twenty twenty four politics might be something. But but the sky is going to be really cool. The really sky cool. is going to be great. So today we're going to take people on a little journey of the sky and the beautiful surprises that are going to uh, that are going to meet us uh, when we when we gaze up at the skies. But before that, Paul, because you know what'll happen, we'll get it all into this, and then we'll we'll chew up all of our time talking about the important things, and we'll miss out on the nonsense. So let's uh, let's take care of the uh, <laughs> let's take care of the of the good nonsense too. Um, I, I saw it, when I was scanning through the, the, the myriad articles that you can find yeah. on, on what's happening in the sky, there was one about what photography telescope you should buy. Yeah. And then there was a long list, like if you're buying a, you know, a, a vacuum cleaner or a blender of like, hey, we've picked out the top ones and here's, yeah, the, yeah, here's right. the one we suggest. Kind of a consumer I, reports kind of deal. Yes, this one brought to you by Popular Science. Ah. And I didn't know that there were uh, telescopes that were also for photography. Like that. Oh, they, yeah. yeah. Do they go on the end of your camera? Or yeah. does yeah. the telescope itself have a... No, no. They, they, your camera attaches to them. That seems so cool. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I've never looked through a telescope at the sky still. I've been holding off to do that until I get to the observatory there in, in Decatur, Georgia. Uh, but this seems like a really great thing. And this one, that what one of them that they have on there was like $380, yeah. which they were saying was pretty good. And then they say they can go up into the thousands. Is that a thing you have? Is that a thing people do it, and have? It's a thing that we do, but we don't do it the way that, on the scale they're talking about um, what we do here. Well, we have a couple things. We have our big telescope upstairs here that we use just for public observing people okay. look into the eyepiece. Okay. okay. That's, they just come up and they say, Oh, there's, there's those rings of Saturn. Um, <laughs> but our students, our majors uh, are part of a consortium called the Sarah consortium, Southeastern okay. association for research and astronomy. And they have, remote access to telescopes in California, the Canary Islands, and Chile. And so they can take images wow. with those telescopes. Uh, these are, you know, big meter class telescopes, one and a half meter wide, you know, that, that take really good pictures. And they have, they essentially have cameras on those permanently wow. uh, mounted on. But it, it's, it's kind of what, what, what you see here uh, on this list is basically a backyard version of yeah. that. That's what I was yeah. wondering. Like, do you have one of those? Do you know no. people who have one of those? Have you ever thought of buying one of those? Say, I, I, I never have. Podcast co-host? I, <laughs> I never have. I never have uh, gotten into astrophotography. Oh. Never have. Nope. If someone were going to buy astrophysicist Paul Wallace uh, a nice little gift, is a, a, a astrophotography telescope the kind of thing? Or would you be like, no, I don't even have that kind of camera. I take pictures of birds well, with my... Well, yeah, birds. I, at, at this point, I, I, I've invested all my uh, my meager resources into uh, birds. Yeah. What, yeah. What, why do people take pictures of the things they see when they look up in the sky? Because they're beautiful. <laughs> okay. Are they really? And it changes enough? And it's really like, 
these uh, things get you a yeah. photo because now I'm, i mean i just can't stop thinking about it i've been thinking about it for an hour and a half this morning yeah i mean you can go i i don't know where you there's have to be resources online somewhere where you can go and people basically share their their space pictures that they take in their backyards and some of them are phenomenal i mean you know they don't do what hubble can do sure but they do their own thing and they have their everybody's got sort of got their own way of going about it and uh they're lovely lovely pictures well okay so now i don't know just just kind of it's just you know it's the same reason i take pictures of birds it's just because you just it it helps you see things better and it uh Mm -hmm. helps you learn more and, and and it brings you in a sense closer to what you're sure yeah you know and i guess it's always made sense for birds and wildlife yeah it feels like the sky is always, <laughs> always the same, right? Well, like, it is, and yeah, yeah, it, it isn't. Sort of boring I mean, up there. The planets move around. The 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 moon changes every now and again. We get a supernova, mm-hmm. you sure. know. Uh, but mostly, yeah, it's it's uh, it's mostly the same. But there's so much up there. It's yeah. there's so much up there that um, you know you could spend yeah. a lifetime perfecting your 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 methods and well it seems like if you have a dslr camera uh then you know four hundred dollars might be an interesting way to look at the sky and take photos oh, yeah. And, and yeah and you can see it longer you can look at it a little later you know you can, right right and uh, the thing about a camera is, is that you can open the shutter for longer you know and really get some nice oh, detail you know what i'm saying yeah. it's sort of faint faint images okay but you can yeah there we go. And now, now it probably, even though it's a $400, you know, cheap, the cheap one of the astrophotography telescope part, then you probably start talking about really getting expensive lenses for your camera. I bet, oh, I bet, yeah. I bet it, the it, world it, of spending money on taking pictures of the sky is endless. It's, it's as endless as it is for birds. It just, it'll, you know, or for any long lens kind of photography. Yeah. It's just, it's, it, it doesn't really, yeah. You can spend as much as you want to, basically. Yeah, I should stay out of that. I should stay out of that. Yeah. Way. Hey, do you, do you want to say anything about this orbit uh, and the the astronomers discovering the rare solar system where planets orbit in mathematical harmony? Anything about? Oh, that? I, I just thought it was kind of cool. Um, so cool. So what happens in a situation like this is it looks like there's a, at least this drawing here has six planets. I'm not sure. I think there are six planets in this other solar system. But the point is, is that the periods of revolution are are in nice ratios. All, all that means is like the inner planet moves with some, you know, m- maybe takes a certain amount of time to go around once. And the next planet out might take exactly one and a half times as long as the inner mm-hmm. planet. And the next one out may take exactly one and a half times more than the second planet. So the, the the speed, the the the, wow. ra- the ratios of periods are are nice, simple ratios like that, and it's a little uncommon to find a thing, find a, a solar system like that, huh. where I, the planets will bit that way. Right, fascinating. I yeah. bet there, I bet this is so satisfying to those certain personalities that just like things to sort of you know, order, be orderly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. finally, there's one solar system where they would prefer living if they could live there. <laughs> yeah. What they dream of a day. When they, yeah. What What is the name of that solar system? Do you, do you know? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the name of the star. It would just be named after the, uh, after the star. So, so-called host star. Yeah. Those sort of resonances happen in the solar system, but not among the planets. They happen among moons. Like Jupiter's moons do the same thing. Uh-huh. 
um, Saturn's moons, uh, so forth and so on. But to have it have those resonances occur between planets is a little unusual. Well, super fun. Uh, <clears throat> so we should find the name of that and, and be able to say in, in nerdy math, uh, sky humor, like, hey, we're not, you know, this Earth isn't orbiting around. Right. What do you expect? Biocular 439 or whatever the name, <laughs> name you chose to give to that star. <laughs> yeah. If you want to go live in that world, you just go ahead. Yeah. That's right. If, if Trump is elected, why don't you move off to the, one of those planets where, <laughs> where things where things make sense in the world? Where things make sense out, out of its mind. All right. Well, one of the things we had promised and we we exchanged was a list put together by people who pay attention to the sky that the, there's going to be some beautiful things happening in 2024. And for some reason, they believe that this year is going to be uniquely suited for people who need to get their eyes off of the ground and off of the horizon and up into the skies. Yep. Now, one of the things we've been talking about and, uh, and in the comments, uh, old man, Jim H uh, made the comment that on April 8th, the total solar eclipse was going to happen near where he lives in Maine. You and I are still making plans to be, you know, squirreled away somewhere in West Texas, Texas on the 8th, on the 8th of April. We'll be there. Some four minutes worth of, uh, you know, non-chemical ecstasy. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to watch you watch the eclipse. So, uh, so friends, we're, we're, we're getting our stuff together on this. So if you want to join this little gaggle of people somewhere in, in West Texas, and we're not just going to be randomly out there, we will have decided where we're going to be ahead of time and get, you know, get our location set. Uh, come and come and join us for, uh, for for the solar eclipse. So that's obviously the big one. That's I should get the I should get this this topic off. That's obviously yeah. the big uh, the big one that we have. But uh, that's, the, in, that's the king daddy in 2023 and 2024. Uh, they're saying it's going to be the best year for observing the sky. Why are they saying this? Oh, uh, well, I looked at the list briefly. Uh, there's a nice list they provide, and, mm -hmm. and there seems to be a lot of uh, what we call conjunctions. Okay. Uh, a conjunction is when two planets uh, become very close in the sky, um, and, or, the, or uh, the moon and a planet come, become close in the sky, and it just makes for a really nice visual, you know, just naked eye kind of, wow, okay. what's that sort of uh, yeah. moment. They should come up with a song like we had on uh, on Schoolhouse Rock for that, you know, conjunction. They, conjunction, they really conjunction. should. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, well, there's going to be a, a, a heck of a list. Oh, and I realize there's also another one about the the, the winter solstice itself. Wow, this, this article is really quite, quite awesome. Uh, we should put a link to this in places. Yeah. Somebody should find it. It's on the Weather Network if anyone wants to go find it themselves. Um, maybe we won't be your, your Google helpers. You can search it up, uh, by finding it over on the weather network. It's the winter 2023, 2024. It could be the best in years for observing the winter sky. All right, Paul, let's chat about it. Let's see. Uh, let's see if you've already got your, um, if you've already got your favorite, uh, picked on this. Things out of the way. All right. I know it can be a little tough to read, so I can read it uh, more clearly I saw on my screen. Okay, so the winter solstice, December 21, 22, uh, that standing day is the uh, winter solstice, yep. the day in which, you know, days in this hemisphere, the, the sunlight is less and less every 
day by some matter of minutes until you hit December 21st. That's right. It's the shortest. They call it the darkest day. Um, yeah, often. if you think of a day as a 24-hour period, I guess. Yeah, there's more darkness. I like to think of it as the least amount of sunlight. <laughs> Unless you're in the Southern Hemisphere, of course, in which case it's the longest. Opposite. Freaky Opposite. Friday over there. Yep. Um, but that's, I mean, to, even that is just kind of a thing, right? Like people who call it the darkest day, they're, mm-hmm. it's a great way to refer to it. They're just using darkness as the measure and it is the darkest. Yep. I use light because I like it when it's bright out. I use light as the reference. So I'm like, it's the day with the least amount of sunlight. Isn't that that interesting? Like right there, you just flip it around, you know, what what some, how some people see it. So these days, uh, how early up in uh, Minnesota, what time does the sun go down? Like what time is it? What time is it basically dusky getting dark? Right now, I think sunset is somewhere around four forty. It'll get. I think it will get as early as four twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's up at seven, seven something. But okay. I feel like a lot of that has to do with this whatever this trickery we do on moving our clocks around. Like, well, we need to have we need to have a whole session, a whole show on that yeah. on on daylight savings time because it, it seems to be opposite daylight savings time. Like we don't need to go into it now, even though here we go. <laughs> It seems to be opposite of what you would want to do, right? Like we set our clocks back. So f- what was 530 now becomes 430. And now the sun goes down at 430. If we hadn't right. fudged around with the clocks, at least it would have been 530. I, I don't, I'm not sure what what we're saving with the daylight savings time. And then in, when it gets closer to the spring and the days are getting light is around longer, right. then we... Are they just trying to do it for the morning? Is the is it the morning I, I, commute? I don't. I can't remember. It had to do, of course, with 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 uh, you know farming hours and with saving energy. Uh, back when you know running lights was was super expensive. Um, I don't know, but I I feel like we ought to just you know in the spring we ought to spring forward a half an hour and just stop. <laughs> although that might that might cause riots in the streets if, if we move forward a half an hour people might might uh i don't know not yes. trust that you know these yes. days people would, would would be calling conspiracy on that yes i i have i have a friend that i do a podcast with on tuesday i won't name his name but it's rob and he thinks we should be making adjustments on the half hours as well yeah, I think I think he's down to fifteen minute increments. I'm like, well, that would be of course, normal. of course, of course. Then us and 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 you know, like Western uh, Europe would be would be like off by half an hour instead of off by an hour, a certain number of hours, which would be weird. It's beautiful. Hey, uh, we I see a comment. Carl Klein makes a comment uh, here from Facebook saying, "I'm glad I won't be around in 2024." <laughs> I'm wondering if there was a typo in the title of this that said, "But the sky in 22, 2204 or 2024." If so, good eye, Carl, and uh, appreciate you bringing it up with great humor. Okay, so winter solstice we have first. Yep, uh, yep. That's that's obviously a big one, and yep. then there's the 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 jupiter the jupiter near uh the waxing moon i'm gonna yep. sort of do Mac, waxing here. gibbous moon yeah what's what what is oh okay be gentle again and don't be mean <laughs> uh a waxing moon means it's getting bigger or means bigger. It's getting, 
Okay. It's a, it's approaching full. It's moving towards full. Okay. It's getting towards fuller full. every day. And waning is when it's getting smaller. But what is a gibbous? Gibbous means moon. between halfway full and totally full. So it's kind of egg-shaped. You know, you know what I'm talking about when you see the moon and it looks it's sort of oval shaped. It's half it's between halfway full and totally full. Sure. That's what gibbous means. As okay. opposed to crescent. It's opposed to crescent. Oh. Would it look means, like a crescent moon, but just be going the other way? No, no, no. It it oh. gibbous just simply means that it's that it's more than halfway full, but it's not okay. yet full. Okay. Whereas the crescent means that it's less than halfway full. Do you see what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 So from the, from, yeah, no, 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 you're not, no, I'm imagining it. Uh, I was just thinking, is the crescent, what my mind was going to, is the crescent moon always crescent in the same shape and direction or sometimes? Uh, no, in the Northern hemisphere, it is, it is open to the left in the evenings. So if you uh -huh. look at the moon in the evenings, it'll be, it'll be tilted. Right, but open, but it'll be open to your left, and but in the mornings, if you see the crescent moon, it'll be open to your right. Okay, to the north. Hmm. In the in the uh, northern hemisphere. But for us, if I stay, if I stay in my own hemisphere, in my my own beeswax around here, I'm going to always see the crescent shape in the same shape. Same shape, yes, the, but it'll direction. be open. But no, it'll be, open, it'll be open to the left if you're looking. Well, by direction, do you mean left and right, or do you mean north and south? I don't know. It's just like the curve is the same same way every time I look. Yeah, the, up, a the curve is the same way, but 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 it's oriented one way this way in the morning and this way in the evening. Got it. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, but the shape is the same. It's just it's just flipped okay. in the morning and the evenings. I mean, truly, the fact that I haven't paid attention to that is just stunning to me. Like why they let people like me drive, right? I've, I've been paying attention all the, how many times have I seen a crescent moon in my life? And if you, well, if you had pushed me on it and said, is it always crescent the same direction? I would have been like, let's well, the, flip a coin. the truth is, though, is, is, is it 95 times out of a hundred, you see it in the evenings, unless, unless you wake up at 4 a.m. Oh. and go outside. So it, it almost always is open to the left when you see it. Ah, okay. Because you're just not up in the morning looking at the moon as often as you would be in the evenings. Isn't that okay? Okay. Yeah. Well, that okay. That that helps. So maybe I've been assumed. But honestly, if you if you'd said to me, do, "Do you always see it the same?" I wouldn't yeah. even have remembered. Right. So, well, so thank well, you. That's gracious of you. But that's not the problem. The problem is, I didn't even remember uh, which which way the thing faces, let alone what a gibbous moon is. All right. Yeah. Uh, Ursid meteor shower peak, December 22 to 23. Yep. Ursid meteor shower. So we have meteor showers. We have a, we have a, a series of them every year and they always come at the same time of the year. Certain showers always come at the same time. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what that is, is uh, it's kind of cool. Um, hmm. Comets come through the inner solar system occasionally. Okay. Uh, like Halley, for example. And uh, when they do, uh, they get little dust bits and ice bits ripped off of them by a solar wind. Radiation from the sun sort of uh, removes the, up, the, the outer layer of the comet. It's basically a ball of ice. Think of a comet as a ball of ice okay. with, some, with some dirt in it. Uh, dirty snowball is sort of how to think about it. 
when out out in space, when sunlight hits it, it removes some material from the surface of the comet, and that material kind of floats around in space, right, hmm. along the path of the comet. Okay. Right. Sure. And okay. and one and once a year, sometimes uh, for certain comets, the Earth passes through that cloud of gas. I mean, that cloud of dust. Ah. In its orbit, every year it passes to the same point. And when it does so, all those little bits of dust and ice burn up in our atmosphere, and we get a bunch of shooting stars. All right. So they know that this these pieces have already fallen off the yep. comet. They're, they're still... They're out there. Sitting there. Yep. And they are going to then, when the Earth gets close to it, the Earth's gravitational pull starts pulling these little pieces? No, the Earth, the Earth literally moves through the cloud of... of, of, of dust okay so when we see a shooting star and it looks like it's coming toward earth it's really not we're just we're passing, going toward, we're passing through it we're passing it's, by it yeah through it yeah so. that's right it's the earth motion so a meteor that somebody finds some meteor remnant on the earth mm-hmm. that's not the same thing as what we see when we see shooting stars because i guess i've assumed we see these shooting stars and that stuff coming down, hitting the earth, and someday somebody might go find that piece out there somewhere. But well, that's not what, yeah, it, what a meteor well, shower is? Yes and no. Typically with a meteor shower, these are little super fine pieces of dust. So okay. those won't make it to the surface. But there are also leftover uh, meteorites, I mean, uh, meteoroids out oh. there, and little chunks of rock okay. from the formation of the solar system. That are also out there. They have nothing to do with comets directly. But that's not what's in a meteor shower per se. Right. A meteor shower is, is objects in a meteor shower typically will not make it to the surface because they're not big enough. But but we can see them from the sky. Like we see yeah. them because they're they burn up, they burn up in the, the friction of the in, in the atmosphere. It We're seeing them up. burn up. You know, like like when the space shuttle re-enters the atmosphere, it gets hot, right? Yeah. Or you know, same thing but it's for a little bitty little bitty chunk of rock or dust. So as we move through this dust that's out there, yeah. those dust particles come into contact with our atmosphere and burn yep. up and that's yep. what we're seeing. Yep. Hot dog. Look Isn't at that. Isn't that great? And hey, so everybody the, just pause for a minute and let that <laughs> let, let that soak in what you learned today. And if you already knew that, I hope you've been telling your friends uh, what a meteor shower is. Um, and they're can we called talk the, about what a golden shower is? Because I hear Trump talk about those, and I'm not sure if that. <laughs> I, I think those are not related. To, not related. Unrelated. And, okay. Yeah, my knowledge may be incomplete, but okay. that's that's yeah. my understanding. What a crazy uh, it's, guy! It's <laughs> yeah, I know. To to bring that into our political discourse, Pardon me. yes, uh, uh, it's called the Ursids because they the way that it works is that all these meteors appear to come from the direction of the constellation Ursa Major, the Big Dipper. Oh, that's that's where they that's where they've derived the name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. The, the Earth is moving in the direction of of that constellation. Okay. That time of year. And so that's the direction from which all of these uh, uh, shooting stars seem to come. They radiate outwards kind of from Ursa Major. But because wow. the Earth is moving towards that constellation, so that's the yes. direction that it looks like all the me, uh, me, meteors are coming from. All right. So if you're, you know, 22, 23, after the days start to get a little bit, a little bit, uh, just get lighter, tiny, a little bit longer. Uh, just tiny bit. 
tiny bits. Go out and watch this happen. All right, December 26, 27, cold moon. That's my, I, I guess that's just what they call that moon. No, that might be the 13th moon of the year, actually. Um, cold moon, yeah. Yeah, it must be the 13th because never, never, can, never heard the phrase. Yeah. Uh, hey, Mike, Mike wants to ask one more question on the shooting star. Um, do you have any idea how big the dust needs to be in order to become a shooting star and show up? Like, are well, there, uh, you an idea of the, the diameter, I don't know what measured what, him in the what, size of a camel's toe as we probably would do in this, in this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the max, what, what the minimum size is such that we could see it with our eyes. Certainly these things occur that are too dim for us to see with our eyes from that okay. distance. Uh, so that's one issue is what you can see with your eyes. Um, but I don't know the answer to that. Okay. I know it, I know it can be pretty darn small and still be visible smaller than you might guess, but I, I don't have a number I can put on it. I mean, you know, well, you know, think of a piece of dust, you know, you sit in yeah. your room, you see the sunlight come through the window and you see dust floating around. That's what I'm talking about. Something that, like that small, that, yeah. that small comes, yeah. it hits the atmosphere and somehow you can look up and, and see it and then make a yeah. wish and the wish comes true. That's how it works. Isn't that, that piece, weird? How that piece works. The, the, the wish coming true. Hey, uh, you, you made one comment. I'm, circled, I'm circling back to this and we'll, and we'll drill down on it as they do in do business it. meetings. Drill down. You, you, you said um, the solar wind, you used the phrase solar wind and then said, so when the solar radiation impacts these, I, I guess it's maybe a astrophysicist way of using the word wind. Is yeah. solar wind really just solar radiation or yes. is it, so how is it windy? Is it, is, are the no, it's, 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 it's not wind. That is, that is a, just a way of using the word wind is it's not a wind in the sense that you and I would think of like, you know, okay. wind. Yeah. Every, every I, other time we I, use the word, but, but, but it is a stream of, of okay. high energy light and charged particles, electrons, protons, and that sort okay. of thing. Uh, flying off of the sun. And that's what rips material off the surface of comets. I swear every industry, religion's really big with this. Of course, politics, I'm, I'm new into music. Now, uh, physics is solar, you know, uh, astrophysicists just come up with things to trick people, just words. Like let's just use <laughs> words that don't really mean that thing. Cause you know, then we just, I think somewhere subconsciously we're just pranksters and this is what, uh, this is what goes on. Okay. Anything else? I, I, I know we've got to kind of keep moving here, but um, anything grab your, grab your attention that the, the, the peak of the quadratus, the quadrantids, the, yeah. the, the, the intermediate shower yeah. is going to be on the third and fourth. Yeah. It's another comet. It's, it's, okay. I, I can't remember which comet produces it, but okay. Yeah. A new moon, new moon. That means really get into new moons. Is that right? Oh, baby. If there's people around trying to, you know, trying to become impregnated or not, they're thinking a lot of those people are encouraged to think or don't think about the new moon. <laughs> Just things. It's, it's new moon cycles. And this uh, is a uh, conversation that my wife and I have. And I've give we've, we've both given up huh? at, on this discussion. She works at a hospital. Okay. And she claims that you know, more babies are born, more people are admitted to the hospital, yes. more, more, more weird stuff happens at the full moon. Yes. 
especially with a baby thing. Man, I'm telling you, people in hospitals and emergency rooms and psychological uh, treatment centers and wards are all like, oh, you guys can tell us whatever you want. We're telling you. Yeah. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm telling you. You know, it, it doesn't matter like, you know, you know. Like they staff up for it, right? Like in staffing meetings. Do they? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know places that do. I know police forces that think about but this they, stuff. They've actually done like research on this and there's absolutely zero evidence for it. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm just telling you, people plan for it. They staff for it. They arrange for it. I know people. Do you know this as a matter of? Do you know this as a matter of fact, or is this is this just like anecdotes that they staff up for it, or that it's legit? Yeah. Oh no, I know for sure that people staff up for it. Yeah, yeah. I've, I mean, I I know that as a. I've been told that by people. I mean, by I, people. I, I have not, I have not run my own studies by people who work in those areas. They're like, no, like I'm a nursing. Uh, lead and we make sure we have more people around in the maternity wards around these moon cycles. Like they're because they're like because we're gonna have more babies. We know this I'm gonna have to look into this. Yeah, it's more. it is, dude. It it's is been ten something. years since I've done it. I need to look back again. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so anyway, get, get yourselves ready or be more like Paul and don't worry about it uh, <laughs> when the when the new moon comes on uh, on January 11th. Uh, Saturn nearing the waxing crescent moon in the evening sky. Is that something we would see? Are they, are they? Yeah. Yeah. That's something you would see. And you'd say, Hey, what is that by the moon? Cause it'd be a really bright plant a really bright. It'll look like a really bright star right beside the moon. Yeah. It'll be cool. It'll be cool. Uh, and it's, but the moon moves around, right? Um, yeah. In the sky, like a different, sometimes you'll see the moon in the morning. Yeah. A few hours later, it's like, well, what's it doing over there? Yep. Yep. And still totally, around. still totally confused about about the, uh, why and how it. Uh, the positioning of the moon in relationship to the Earth is something I that is obviously predictable. Yeah. I guess like, people yeah. can predict it. I yeah. can't figure out the pattern or like we'll go out and be looking around like where is it? Oh, it's over there. Like we're searching for my car fob that I've set down somewhere and I don't know where it is. It's just ran. It could randomly be about anywhere is what it feels like. I bet if, 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 if you committed yourself to two months of, of consistent moon watching, you would figure it out pretty quickly. Huh? If, if, if you stood in the same place every day, you know, and waited for the moon and sort of watched the moon and that comes up about 50 minutes later on average every day, 50 minutes later than it did the day before. Does it always come up in the same part of the sky? Somewhere in the east, but not always in exactly the same, just like the sun, not always in exactly the same location in the east. It depends on the time of year and its phase and so forth. But uh, it's in the, it rises in the east and sets in the west and stays in the southern part of the sky most of the time, just like the sun does. So wow. if, in other words, if, if, if you actually really like, 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 you know, made a point of doing it systematically, you would figure it out pretty quickly. Uh, <clears throat> Jim reminds us that for him, as someone who has worked in uh, in Santa Barbara County Jail, full moon staffing because more people will call in sick. Hmm. They do increase their staffing in these places. <laughs> uh, sorry, Paul. Look, no, it, I, I, it may I, have I'm no impact. To, I'm going to do my own research. Hey. It, it may have no impact uh, on the actual behavior, but people do organize around it. What, th those are two separate things, right? Does it actually do things to the human behavior or bodily yeah, yeah. function? 
Yeah. Is one question. Yeah. Do people organize around it because they believe certain things happen? That's that's different. And those two may may be correlated and you know they may not. Right. Yeah, they may not. Yeah. Okay. Uh all right. These these all sound like uh you know nineteen seventies song lyrics, the Venus nears the waning <laughs> crescent moon, Mercury nears the waning crescent moon. of the age of Aquarius. Yeah. 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 Great band. Uh great song. Uh, anything in here about Saturn and Mercury and being near the crescent moons and all this? Now, I'm just talking about for an astrophysicist, not an astrologist, because I bet if we brought an astro- astrologist, they'd oh, be they all would, over all of this they stuff. Would, they would yeah. tell us all about why this is important. Yeah, there, there, there would be yep. more more interesting uh, yep. uh, factoids to some of those folks. I'm just, I'm just no. Most of these are just not nice um, uh, coincidences or happen so's or just. Things that that if if you were to be out in the walking around and you were to look yeah. up, you you might, it might draw your interest. Okay. You know, even somebody who didn't look at the sky regularly or didn't know anything about it, they'd be like, "Hey, that's that's cool. What's going on?" That's that's sort of the level that we're at here. Hey, leap day! All right, we got leap uh, day coming up. Oh, we do. Is yeah, that- in February. Yeah, I'm I'm jumping down the down the list a bit here. Oh wow, February 29th, leap day. So the people, if you have friends that were born in, in the leap year, don't, don't forget that birthday. Like don't let Facebook remind you that right. on, you know, on March 1st, that it was your friend's right. <laughs> birthday yesterday, which they've had to wait seven years. Is it, is that, is that how long it is for the little math trick that we have to do to make things, make things work? What do you mean? Seven to how, how, how often do we have a leap year? Is it four, every, four years, four years, four years. every yeah. four years. Yeah. Uh, also, how is that? How did we have to like add one day every four years to make sure the sky and our calendars stay in sync? And this is because when the Earth goes around the sun once, like one full trip is around the sun, it doesn't rotate exactly 365 times. Sure. It rotates 365 and a quarter times. But the fact that it was even enough where if we just add one day every four years, now we're now we're pretty close to on the, on the pretty close. We, we still need to adjust a little bit because it's not exactly a quarter, but it's really close. So, yeah, but, um, cause like, for example, every hundred years, like in 19, in the year 1900 was not a leap year. It should have been right. Cause it's divisible by four, but the rule is that that's not a leap year. Huh? That, and that helps the adjustment a little bit more, right? It helps adjust it a little more. Yeah. Huh. Well, Alex uh, says that uh, she was married on, uh, wow. on, on a leap year. Wow. That, probably saved that's, a lot of anniversary dollars uh, over there. Yeah, this. really, really. Cut it by a quarter. Yeah, um, I had a couple of friends in, in when I was in elementary school. I have two friends who were twins who were born on, on 29th huh. in 1968. Yep. Hey, you think there's ever twins where one of them is born like 1159 p.m. and then the next one is born on <laughs> I'm sure I am certain I am certain that has happened it had to have happened many times twins twins with different birthdays yeah I wonder what they do I wonder at the hospital if they're like hey look let's bump each one of them <laughs> a minute. especially when 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 watches were a little less you know specific yeah like yeah like, whatever what's a, what's a yeah but now now it'd be completely oh, unambiguous yeah. yeah yeah when someone takes a photo a birthing photo and they're like hey your your birthday is uh you are a leap yeah. year kid and the one baby is born on leap year so then only gets a birthday every four years and then the parents are right. like sorry kid i mean <laughs> you're 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 20 to 16 and you're only four 
Yeah, you're just you're just lucky you weren't born in two thousand. We would have skipped you all together. You wouldn't even have had a birthday. Um, all right, uh, boy, I'd love to know that story if there were twins or or multiples of any uh, number that were there born have to be. At the, there have... o- over the change of a day over over yeah. a minute. <laughs> it's fantastic. All right, what's a snow moon? I'm, I'm it's just another, another name for like the cold moon, the wolf moon, the harvest moon, the snow moon. That's all. Okay. What do you know? It says the smallest full moon of 2024. Oh, yeah. Okay. That just means that uh, when it's full, uh, when the the moon's orbit is elliptical, so sometimes it looks smaller in the sky because when it's further away than when it's closer. And this happens to be the full moon of 2024 where the moon is furthest away. So it looks smaller to us. It doesn't actually shrink. And because it's because of the elliptical nature of the orbit that it's sometimes further away. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't just appear further away. It is further away. Right. It is further away. It literally is. It's two or 3%. It's not that much. Um, but it is, it definitely looks a little smaller when it's further away. Yeah. All right. The zodiacal light in the western oh, sky after evening that's, twilight. That's pretty good. I'm not sure why this is wow. special for this year, but zodiacal light is um, the solar system itself uh, has a lot of dust in it compared to other places in space. Our, our, our sun space between sun and earth has more dust than yeah just think of the solar system as a big disc right because it's all it's all all the orbits are in roughly in one plane right so it's like a big disc in that disc of the flat it's like a flat solar system right right think of it like 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 all the planets all the planets orbiting in the same plane same plane as the earth yes so you could have a flat system that's that's orbiting and rotating like the earth yeah, yeah. So all the planets are in the same plane. I'm gonna try the joke one more time. So it's flat, like the Earth is flat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you don't know, Paul and I for 15 years have been joking about the flat. Earth. My, my my humor antenna is is maybe a little. Uh, no, you were on the you you were explaining the coolness yeah, of the flat yeah, solar yeah, system yeah. with non-flat so, objects in the flat solar system. <laughs> so. Have you seen those pictures of like the flat, like like the flat Earth, and then all but all the all the other planets are spherical? It's like, no. you know, because I mean, think about it. All these all these flat Earth people, right? Sure. Think the Earth is flat, but obviously Mars and Jupiter are not flat; they're round. So we're special that way. So it's only yeah. like we're the we're the flat planet. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Everybody else is you know spherical. Right. Because- anyway. In, in in that plane of our solar system, okay, okay. Uh, it's, there's a lot of dust and mm. uh, stuff left over from its formation, stuff that produces shooting stars. Okay, ah. it, it's all in that. It's roughly all spread out in this plane. And in late February, uh, when the sun goes down, that plane is pretty. Sp- pretty straight up oh. on the horizon and the sun reflects off of some of that light. I mean, some off, reflects off of that dust. And so you can see a little bit of that, of the sunlight reflecting off the dust. 
Wow. And so what you, what you see is very, you have to be in really dark skies to see it, Doug, really dark, but you can see uh, the reflection. It's just, it looks like a little glowing line in oh. the sky. Have, yeah. you, have you seen it before? I have never seen it. I've never seen it. I, very rarely it. do I get into skies dark enough to see it. Yeah. Huh. Living here in this uh, light dome, we call Atlanta. And and it's called the zodiacal. Is it zodiacal? Zodiacal. 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 That sounds yeah. better than zodiac. Yeah. Even yeah. It's because I see why they wouldn't want to call it that in light of the killer and all. But uh, <laughs> zodiacal. That's not what light, I was thinking about. <laughs> the zodiacal light of the western sky after evening twilight. Like seriously, if that's not the name of a poem or a uh, name of a collection of poems, someone on February 26th to March 11th should write a series of poems with that title. They should. I agree that's, with you. That's on the money. All right. So then we we had the gaining uh, gibbous moon, and now we have the waning gibbous moon. Yep. Same, yep. same same gibbous moon. Same idea. Yeah. But it's, but this time it's near a bright star, a really bright star. In the constellation Scorpius, uh, the star is called Antares. It's very, it's a nice red giant. It's a really, really bright star. Wow, beautiful. Will we? Can we see it at all? If you look out, oh. if you don't have a fancy camera. Oh, you don't need anything fancy. It's even in Atlanta here. I can just walk out in my front yard and see it. It's very bright. So having look- having the moon right beside it would be will be really really nice. Does it to look see. red? Uh, if you, if you look at it and then glance around at other stars, um, you can see the contrast, but if you look straight at it without looking, comparing to other stars, it might not look red to you. Okay. But if you look at it and then look at two or three other stars and then back to Antares, uh, it will look red. You, you'll, you'll see the difference. Yeah. All right. For sure. Fantastic. And then, and then we're almost up to the new moon. Yep. Uh, on, uh, so then March 10th, we're at the new moon. And then March nineteenth uh, and twentieth were to the spring equinox. So this little c- calendar of happenings kind of goes, you know, generally from the winter. It's a, yeah, it's a three month spring equinox. Yeah. Yep, three month deal. Yeah, pretty cool. Is 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 that a is that a whole pattern for like the moon and stuff to move in that three month pattern that's different than the other moon? No, the the moon does that's not stay necessary. No, I mean. The moon will go through all those same cycles, but they might, but they're not going to go through them at exactly the same time every year. Hmm. So, uh, the fact that there's a new moon on March 10th, I mean, next year, the new moon may happen on March, you know, first. Mm -hmm. Um, so the, the whole, all those cycles happen, but they don't happen in the the same, at the same time. Right. Right. Because the, the moon's, cycle is based on it orbiting the earth and the earth right. cycle is based on the earth orbiting the sun. Right. And, and there's not a, it's, it's not like a two to one ratio or something. It's not simple like that. It's, yeah. you know, yeah. But the, that snow moon that they, that they were calling it there on February yeah. 23rd and 24th, is yeah. it called the snow moon because it happens in February and there's snow around? And Yeah, I, I, I guess so. And, um, so you know, like harvest, some... harvest moon happens in September, you know, so yeah, they're named after. And, so and but that the orbit of the moon is close in the harvest moon right, and far right. away in the snow moon does correspond always to the Earth's positioning around the sun. I think the snow moon is always the second full moon of the year. It's so it's by 
oh. which one's first. I like, I so the, the first one has a certain name. The second one has the name snow moon. And the one that happened like ninth or 10th is called the harvest moon. You, you get what I'm saying? But they're also, it's also further away for the snow moon and closer for the harvest moon, that second moon of the year or ninth moon of the year. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. How, how many? No, oh, 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 are oh. There? Are there- uh, 12 or 13, depending on how they fall. Okay. Like this year, it looks like we have one in late December. If you go back to the previous list, there's a full moon in late December. I'm guessing that's the 13th of the year. Okay. Uh, because it's like 20, it's right around Christmas. Um, so that's pretty late in the year. So that makes me think that uh, that might be the number, number 30. Yeah. December 26th, 27th. The cold the moon. Cold, yeah. Oh, we may I not. We, they call it the cold moon. We so, may not get a cold moon every year because we don't always get 13 moon, 13 full moons in a year. Huh. Boy, I, I just, people, I know people are super into moonology. And not the Moonies. That's a different religious group <laughs> completely. There's probably people that are fully into moon stuff. I don't know what they call oh, it. Oh, yeah. 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 Do you know what they call it? Maybe someone in the chat knows what people call it if they're into moon dumb. Moon, I, I don't I don't know, money. but but there's a lot of uh people who sort of border on on sort of the uh sort of the pagan religious lines uh, mm-hmm. that that are really into this kind of thing. They just have so much material. They got a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty great. It's great. Yeah. I love the calendar. I love, you know, have these cross quarter days like Samhain and, you know, and like May Day and things like that, that fall. Those are the cross quarter days are the days that fall in between successive like equinoxes and solstices. Hmm. Yeah. So they've got eight of these a year. Yeah. But it's reminding us that Hanukkah begins at sunset today. So yeah, and, that, and that's a that's a lunar thing. I think I think it's based mm-hmm. on a lunar. That's why it moves around a little bit every year. Yeah, it's like it's one of the movable lunar holidays, like Easter. Unlike Christmas, Christmas is a non-movable holiday. Easter is a movable holiday. Right. Right. The, but I think Hanukkah. Uh, I, I don't know how they date Hanukkah, but um, like the Arabic calendar, like the Muslim calendar, is is lunar. And I know the Hebrew calendar is lunar as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if the date of, of Hanukkah is is purely a, a lunar thing. You know, like the pilgrimage to Mecca changes. Mm-hmm. That's based on a lunar calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why do you think, not, not to make you into a cultural anthropologist and astrophysicist, yeah. but why do you think so many civilizations use the moon as opposed to the sun? for their calendaring i think because it was easier uh at least my guess is and this is just total shot in the dark like like i say you know i'm not an anthropologist i don't even play one on tv but my guess is that the cycle of the moon is so much more obvious Hmm. than the cycle of the year and it's predictable and you know um it's also uh a shorter time and so it just is it, i think it's just all a little bit more intuitive and easy to measure but it's also more random <laughs> like, no the no the, the lunar cycle the uh phases it's 29 and a half days i mean it is it's it's sure, the, yeah the phases but, but the are fact really that like a holiday if you base a holiday on a moon cycle it's going right. to move in the calendar right right to be at different times sometimes it could right. be in the summer some you know right but, Right. That that's what I mean by it's more r- I got you. random to the hum 
human experience. Right, right. But that's only random because we use a solar calendar because you and I use a solar calendar. Okay, fair enough. You see what I'm saying? Well, I was going to say, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also because the experience of the sky, (laughs) like all the other experiences to the human being are different. The weather is different at different times of the year. Right, right. That's true. You know, super noticeable. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Like that. So that pilgrimage sometimes happens in the winter. You know, it's called the Hajj, the pilgrimage to Mecca. Uh, It happens sometimes in the winter, sometimes in the summer. Yes. That just cycles on through. Right. But Hanukkah, for example, it's probably lunar based, but that kind of stays in December. Right. Yeah. It doesn't it's connected drift. to some. Yeah. Some, yeah. Like Easter. Like it has to be. It feels like Easter. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's got other other parameters around. It's the right. full moon after the something and right. and this isn't that. And there's right. ways to keep track of it. Um, right. Hey, by the way, the word mm-hmm. lunatic comes from the word. I hear you. I hear you, you Doug. See what, you see I, I hear what you're saying. I, for, I forgot about that, but somebody wrote something in the chat that made me think about the Luna. Yeah, uh, and the Luna Bar. If you've never enjoyed a good Luna Bar, are a terrific little. Uh, you know, I have never, never L-U-N-A. seen a Luna Bar. You've never seen a Luna Bar. Next time at the grocery store, look around. If you're in that section where they sell those things, sometimes power bars and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The like, like the meal replacement bars that are like four dollars a bar. <laughs> <laughs> what exactly is in here? Because there's not a meal. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, they're they're and Luna bars are quite quite delicious if you're into that that sort of thing. Or when you're out birding, oh. hey, when you go out and you got to stick something yeah. in your little pack, try yeah. a Luna bar yeah. sometime. I will do it. I will do yeah. it. I think they're great, great. And the name, the name is great. The yeah. name is outstanding. Yeah, I don't know what uh, the squirrely prepper style. Um, so uh, <laughs> do you know what that means? I know what Soylent Green means. I don't know what the squirrely prepper lifestyle. Soylent Green's that thing from that movie. Um, people were eating this stuff called Soylent Green, and oh. it turned out that Soylent Green was like people. Like, oh. it's, it's just some horror movie. I can't remember what the name of the horror movie is. Okay. Well, you and the uh, and the squirrely prepper uh, lifestyle. Oh, I see. Have, I see. That was the that's the name of the person is the squirrely yes. prepper lifestyle. Yes. Got you. Yeah. Who was in that? Was it Charlton Heston? Oh, wow. Old school. No, I don't think it was him. It was somebody else. Anyway. So that's, it says that's the Jewish calendar adds a leap month so things oh. stay more static from year to year. Yeah, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So every once so in a while, they just adjust it all. Yeah. So 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 it stays stays stuck with more or less uh, yeah. with uh, with a solar calendar. Yeah, I, 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 that's thing I've always loved about the leap year. Uh, anytime we have to be outed for the workarounds that make everything function that we don't like to acknowledge, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I just think it's a good reminder that that's you know that's that everything is not that you know, star, yeah. star nebula in 432 where everything functions according to a mathematical right, right. principle. And yeah. it's just, it's just all locked in. Nothing. Yeah. We right. have even things we have a think name. are like that. Yeah. We have names for that in uh, physics. We, we call it a fudge factor. We just stick it in there to make things work. Cool. You don't really understand it, but you know, if you stick it in there, it works. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. just, just, just throw that in there. It, yeah. Hey, it was Charlton Heston. I was right. Yeah. Thank you, Edward. Yeah, Edward. So the greatest people. Edward knows what's up. What movie um, was that, uh, Edward? What movie was that? I, I think it seemed like, it seemed like the word. I can't remember what 
name of that movie was. Anyway, it wasn't Scarlet Green. It was something mm. else. It was another name. Oh, and Burgess Meredith, apparently. Jim is, Jim is chiming mm. in, too. Um, and boy, I, I really hope that both Edward and Jim and Squirrely Prepper style, Lifestyle knew this right off the top of their head and didn't have to Google it. I hope they knew who was in a Charlton Heston movie. Uh, that's that's deep, that's deep cut material right there. Um, and the movie title is. Oh, the, the movie title is Soylent Green. Okay. Wow. I, I, I had thought for sure that it wasn't. I don't know why. I, I haven't even heard. I've never heard the word or the movie. I'm surprised. You, I'm surprised. Yeah. Not, I never saw the movie, but I, it's like an old, I can't remember where I saw it, but I heard it somewhere. Mm. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I know you're off to a surprise party yep, for somebody, so you go deliver a surprise because we all like surprises. Yep, I do. From, unless they come from our oncologist. And, then, <laughs> and I hope I hope Amy does too. I, I think I think I think she'll be thrilled. Yeah. Have you ever thrown a surprise party for someone who doesn't prefer to be surprised? No. Hey, thanks. No. But this is I feel very awkward, and I wish no. you people would leave. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't either, but there have got to be people who have had a surprise. Well, it's, it's actually kind of a half surprise because our department, the physics and astronomy department always has like a casual lunch for the students and faculty at the end of the year, at the end of the semester, every semester hmm. on this day. But this is going to be like our normal thing times like 30. It's going to be, so she, she knows to come. She knows there's going to be a meal. Uh, but she doesn't know she doesn't know about a song and uh, exactly a, a slides with her name on it. Exactly. Yes, yeah. That's what's happening. Um, yeah. Well, congratulations on this person's retirement. And if you could at all, you know, commit as much as someone can to making a Soylent Green joke while you're eating something at this party, just for us, just a little, just include the little crowd of us. We're here at today. Some point you just drop it in there. I just, will. You know, like when you're looking over the buffet table, just lean over and go like, well, I hope that's not a soiling green. You know what I'm saying? So, something like that and see if there's yeah. any, any Well, I expected in my, in, 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 in the room here, I'll get nothing, but maybe, maybe you and some of our listeners will get a little shot of happiness just out of nowhere. As soon as yeah. I make the joke. Yeah. We'll just know it. We'll just be like, Oh, wow. I'm strangely hungry. I should go find a Luna bar. Oh, he did know it. He did know it already. Edward knew it. Yep, it came Edward out around the time of the Planet of the Apes and Logan's Run in the seventies. Wow, I I know both those movies and that that sort of dystopian thing very very well. Yeah. Somebody would miss yeah. this one. Um, all right, well, thank you, buddy. Thanks for uh, sure. thanks for taking yeah. us on a um, trip of the the skies in twenty twenty. My pleasure. In twenty 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 four. My okay. pleasure. All right, see y'all. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>